0: All participants will be practicing the social distancing and are communicating from their homes. Please be advised because of this, you may hear background sounds and noises from the respective families. However, we endeavor to bring you quality audio and programming. Thank you. God bless. Five,
1: four, three, two, one.
0: Welcome to Engage 2.0. Welcome back to Engage 2.0, I am your host Brother Edie, thank you for joining us for episode number 9 as we go into predestination as we look at it in the scope of salvation. Also joining us our panel today is Brother Colin, Brother Hepburn and Sister Monica. But if you haven't heard our previous episodes, you can go to YouTube, type in heart to heart 242 and there you will find all of our programs. You can bring yourself up to speed and follow us along as we're going into today's topic. Also, if you want to contact us, send us your thoughts, comments, or questions at heart2heartministries242 at gmail.com. Once again, that's heart number 2 Ministries heartministries242 at gmail.com. So, before we go into today's topic, Brother Carlin, could you lead us into a word of prayer?
2: Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this blessing that we can come together to share your word with your people and those out there. We thank you for your son who have died for us, my Calvary, that we might have life. Maybe I might have life more abundantly. We thank you for each member on this panel, God, that you be with us. Let your Holy Spirit give us the word to say that we might be a blessing to someone out there. And God, as we continue this effort, God keep us safe. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. A boy is born in a wicked neighborhood. He grows up undisciplined. He learns to do evil things. The parents have trouble with him. At school, he gets into difficulty. It seems he can't be good. He fights and he steals. Finally, he is sent to a reform school. Despite the infliction. Of all kinds of punishment he has no desire to be good years later he becomes a leader of criminals how do you account for this boy's life of complete wickedness some say he was a victim of circumstances but others will say he was predestined by God to be bad so let us go into today's topic of predestination Using uh, that story, uh, it would seem as if some would say, you know, he was predestined to be bad. There was nothing that could be done because God had already put his mark upon him and he had no other choice but to be bad. But let's see what the Bible has to say. Uh, question number one. Is God responsible for sin? Is God responsible for sin? Let us go to our first text for the day: Romans 5 verse 19.
3: But for by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So, by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous.
0: The fact that many were made sinners refers to everyone born into this world. Let us read Romans 5:12.
3: Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and So, dead pass upon all men for that all have sinned.
0: God has not predestined anyone to a life of sin. He he could not do this and at the same time be man's propitiation, as we read in 1 John 2 1 and 2. So, I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense because. If that was the case, John 3.16, one of the most, I think, um, loved texts throughout the world, tells us that there's a choice. And if God so sent his son so that someone can have the opportunity to be saved, the concept of predestination has no merit in scripture um, to say that God has persons to be saved and persons to be lost. When the scripture here is telling us that, you know, even though sin entered into the world, there is still a, a choice to be made to either sin or to remain obedient.
2: But, you will go to James chapter 1, verse 13 to It says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. So, right there, God is not responsible for sin because God cannot be tempted. Another one. If you go to um, the another voice, and it says, "But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust mm-hmm. and intrigue mm-hmm. So that tells you right up top. It is not God who is responsible for sin; it's us who are driven away by our own lust. And it was also Satan or Lucifer, whose beauty, and who said when he saw how beautiful he was, he said he was lifted up by his own beauty. As he became vain, and That tells you that we ourselves have that tendency or that choice Mm -hmm. to quote it, make that tendency to be tempted of
4: sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I wanted to go to that same account now that you mentioned um, Satan uh, there in Ezekiel chapter 28. Yes. uh, Starting in verse 14, you know, before God has even created man, before there was a man to uh, that cause you know, saying here on this earth, we know that it, it originated from Satan. And we want to go to that text, which is Ezekiel 28, verse 14 and 15. It says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. Till. Iniquity. iniquity was found in me. Yeah, we know that that term. I mean, iniquity means lawlessness, which also uh, can trace back to First John three four. That tells us "For whosoever sinned committed lawlessness or iniquity." So yes. we see that iniquity was founded in the yes. in the heart of Satan. Yes. Yeah, this is who this text is, is pointing to. This is who it is describing. It first originated with him, uh, and and the text that you that you quoted from James 13, James 1, 13. Right. It was Satan that tempted man into disobeying God. And so it was through man or Adam in the garden, sin entered into the world because of Satan.
2: Right, right. You don't, don't go too far. There's another voice you, I want you to add on that. Right, Ezekiel, chapter 28, verse 17. It says, thy heart was lifted up. I started to mention. It says, thy no. heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. And you know that, I don't know if uh, you understand, most people get, you start to worship people who are pretty. You understand? Because of their beauty. <laughs> Thou hast yeah. corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. Do you see that happening Do you know one of the yeah. challenges that we have as Christians is because we say, We know the books. The wise men. You know, I, I always crack a joke. And I was had an opportunity to visit the corridors one time and then they said, I to say, My learning console. And you know what that means they were lifting up you, and they bring you up, they are breaking you, you have pride. And you know the Bible spokes about that, right? I was cast, yeah. and I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings, that they may behold thee. Satan was lifted up by his beauty and his wisdom.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, both of you kind of. I thought you were gonna go on there when you say add another text, but uh, you jumped over sixteen, and sixteen actually oh. tells you exactly what what. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was it? It says, "By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned." What is the transgression of the law? Amen. The transgression of the law? When you sin and you break it, so it it, it tells yes. us that that Satan then, because he was filled with iniquity, even though these things that he's probably contemplating within himself, because remember, God reads the mind, He reads the heart, but. Because of his actions. See, it's one thing when you have thoughts of, of evil running around in your mind, but they can be submitted to God. That's why the Bible teaches us to James 4:7, Submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. But here, what Satan should have done is resisted his urge to go against the governance of God. And because he did not do that, he ended up sinning and it tells us clearly right here that he transgressed God's law. And so yeah. it, the, the, it it was a choice that he made. So he wasn't predestined to be lost to become Satan, the enemy of mankind. Nope. According to Revelation 12, he himself chose to go yes. against the governance of God.
2: Yes. But, but
4: but what if but what if now we know that Satan uh committed this sin, you know, in heaven, you know, for some, they might say, hey, why would God even, you know, make him, if he knows this, this is going to happen, you know, for, for, for those who, was list, who would be listening, you know, this is probably a question that just raised in their mind, you know, we jump upon Satan just now, and we haven't even mentioned, okay, if God is going to create such a being who's going to cause so much disaster in this earth right now, why would he even make him, you know, why?
0: Well, here's the thing, If you go back to the text, it tells us that in verse 14 and verse 15, it says in Ezekiel chapter 28, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. How did he set him? As the anointed cherub. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect. He was what? Perfect sound whole entire complete healthful there was nothing lacking in Satan for him to it, to have more outside the fact that he had liberty and this is what I love about James he tells us we are we, we, we have liberty in the laws of God but I think sometimes because of God's grace we think we have license to sin no once you have grace for breaking a law or, or, or code you have more of a moral obligation to keep that which you have broken. And I made that an example um, some episodes back. If 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 you have if you are married and you cheated on your wife and you and, and, and you're caught and your wife is starting to leave you and you're telling her, No honey, I love you, I love you, um, the vows that you've made with her, when you said I do, are you gonna go back and say, Well, you know, she forgiven me I'm going to just do it again. Or should you, if, sense, if, if you really are contrite and hard for what you have done, you have to keep that which you have broken even tighter than that you did before. So th- this is the case here What we're saying Satan was made sound, whole, complete. He was perfect. There was no flaw. There was no defect because God cannot err. <laughs> okay, he cannot. So th- what Satan did is he made a bold decision in that liberty in which he and all the other angels had. To sin, and he made right. the choice to do so. So, God went, God, God, see, God so loves us that he gives us the ability not to love him.
2: Amen. Amen. Like can say no better, but there's a text I want us to go to also that I love to use when I talks about Lucifer. It goes in um, Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 to 15. I'm going to read this one. I want us to sit down and think, concentrate what is being said here. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning, just mm-hmm. like you said, perfect. Because goes on and says, thou art hard, how art thou cut down to the ground, What didst weaken the nation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into, ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will <laughs> sit also among the mount of the congregation in the side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the side of the pit. Lucifer chose this. He conceived in his heart to be above God. Mm-hmm. He covered.
0: Mm-hmm. So he that's, was. That's, he, he was not contented to what he had.
2: Exactly. That and that's how he breaks all the commandments. <laughs>
0: Everyone. So He's it's it, so it's co- yeah, but I, do, I think you were going to go there. Covetousness. <laughs> Um, he's yeah. he's go- he's coveting that which is not his prerogative to have, and and I mean nothing changes today. Um, you know, people, you hear, there's a phrase that says be like the Joneses because you're not satisfied for the things that you have or the the uh, the, um, the achievements that you have, um, have, gotten over the years. If someone do better than you, you have a, um, a Mercedes Benz, and someone has um, say a, a Porsche, you gotta have a Porsche. You ain't satisfied with your Mercedes Benz. But at the end of the day, we have to be satisfied with the things that we've had because God has seen us to test us with these things because they are all gifts from God. They are all to be used for his honor and glory. And if we're not satisfied like Lucifer and we want to attain to something that was not in our prerogative time. Um, a perfect example, um, John and James, the sons of thunder. Remember um, the story when the mother had asked Jesus to let my son sit at your left and my right. What did Jesus tell her? He said it was it's not my prerogative to have them sit at my left or my right. It's whose prerogative? My father. <laughs> you understand? It's God who gives us positions. It's God who set up kings and take and, and take it down. When she asked that question, it was a very, very presumptuous thing to ask. I mean she asked, but it was presumptuous. Why? Because it's God who elevates or uh, it's God who demotes. And so in this light, Lucifer was looking for something that God wasn't, ready to gi- wasn't uh, willing to give. And so, um, as we continue to go through, we're going to see several characters pop up. Um, and there's another one, too, that we hear about, and we're going to go to that question right now. Was Judas predestined to deliver Christ to be crucified? And, and, and Judas comes up because, you know, persons say, well... You know, oh everybody know he was gonna be lost. Jesus already had him counted as gone. But let's see what the scripture says. Let's go to Matthew eighteen verse seven and then we're gonna to go to Luke twenty two twenty two. Matthew chapter eighteen verse seven.
3: Woe unto the world, because of, because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offence cometh.
0: And then, now go to Luke twenty two twenty two.
3: And truly, the Son of Man goeth as it was determined. But woe unto the man by whom he is betrayed.
0: So was Judas predestined to be lost? Um, if you go back into the night of his well his arrest in Gethsemane. Um, before that. You will notice Jesus is trying to do what when it comes to Judas. He
3: was just trying to save
0: Judas. He was trying to save him. He was trying to save him, and and Jesus being such uh, uh, um, the individual he was, he wasn't trying to call him out. Yeah, yeah, Judas, is you going to betray me? You know, but he was trying to subtly try to plead to his conscience that I know what you're thinking in your heart to do, and you don't know what you about to do. And you do not know the ramifications of your actions. And so Jesus is trying to woo him so subtly um, that Judas himself would think about the things that he was doing, but he didn't do that. Um, He kept hardening his heart, hardening his heart, until um, Jesus told him, um, at least Satan through Judas, whatsoever thou doest do quickly. Because he refused to let go of his plan to betray his Christ. Remember, he had already be, um, gotten the money from the Jewish leaders, and so he was making sure that he followed his plan to the T. But this is what Jesus does on our behalf on a daily basis. He tries to save us from ourselves from making foolish mistakes that we do not know the ramification of our actions. And this is why it says um, in verse 22 but woe unto that man by whom he is portrayed I don't want to know what that means I just know it ain't good <laughs> so whatever uh, Judas is uh, uh, about to um, in terms of justice for the act that was done or for his sins that was committed because the wages of sin is that whatever that is he's going to incur I don't want to feel but at the end of the day, we all have our own different challenges that Christ tried to save us from. Many of us, it may be suicide. It may be um, dating somebody outside the faith. It may be um, committing an act of criminality because you don't have money to pay your rent, um, to take part in a heinous crime, to make ends meet, whatever you have it. Uh, even even to have to um, have abortion all these things that men try to do women try to do boys and girls Christ tried to save us from these things because we do not understand how far reaching our actions may be in scope in the scope of eternity and he tries to woo us by his Holy Spirit by the Word of God to help us to see so that we can relent Repent, turn, and follow Him. And sometimes it may be hard to hear that because some of the things that I I mentioned, it may be something that had happened heinously why you want to commit this act. But Jesus knows the end from the beginning. And He knows, like He knew of Judas, if Judas did not let go of that plan of His, He's going to suffer the second death, which now is His lot. Because of that, for what? I think we read it before in one, of our, in one of our verses. To what would I gain the world and lose my soul? Is it worth it? Was it worth it? No, because Judas didn't take the money and go build a house. <laughs> he didn't take the money and buy a brand new donkey. <laughs> he took the money, took it back to where he got it from and threw it on the floor. Because he knew what the curse stands to him, whom betrayed in the sin blood. And so at the end of the day, the things that we choose or want to do, is it worth eternity? Is it worth losing your eternal life?
2: Yeah, I got a card in something there. Um, I was sitting down as you we were speaking, and I went back to the first text that I opened up with, which is James chapter 1, and I'm going to go to verse 14 again. This is what happened to Judas. He says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and entreat. Mm-hmm. Judas was drawn away by his own lust. If you go down to Matthew 26, 14, this is what is happening here. He said, Then one of the twelve, called Judas the Scala, went on to the chief priests. And if you go to another voice, what happened when he went to the chief priest? This same Judas. Then he goes in voice 27 of voice 3 says, Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought back again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. The reason why Judas was um, tempted was because he wanted the money. Mm-hmm. Whatever his motive was, and I cannot say you know, totally, but it seems that he's motivated by money or power or greed. And there again, he was tempted just like he allowed himself to be drawn by his own lusts, mm-hmm. his own desires.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what that's what, our, that's what happened to most of us, you know. We are drawn away by our own lusts and our, our own desires. And until we get rid of that these desires and those lusts and die yourself, there's no help for us. There's no, we will fall into that trap of choosing the wrong choices or making the bad choices or doing the wrong things.
0: Well, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because um, we have we have on record according to the scriptures incidences where it is almost like Jesus is trying to hint to Judas' characteristics like right off the bat. When he says, I've chosen you and one of you is the devil. And scripture says, it's relating to Judas Iscariot. You hear what was read of his character. And it shows that at the end of his life, Jesus told Satan through, through the vessel of, of Judas, what thou doest too quickly. The beginning of Judas's life, in the ministry of Christ ended the way almost practically it started because he did not allow the mastery to the mastery of the Holy Spirit over him this is where you find that second Timothy say I'm having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof we find this we find this case with Judas that he's denying this inward change to take place and he's fostering the, 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 the lust of the flesh, the, the pride of life and, and lust of the eyes. He's, he's fostering these things within himself. And because of that, the evil traits, the, the, carnal, the carnality, their sway over the spirituality. Because remember, he was amongst the 12 casting out demons and preaching sermons. And so even though it may have been a tug of war within himself, at the same time, he did not allow the Holy Spirit to master him, but the, the satanic spirits got the better and and it's so sad that even another incident where it said that um, when the woman who washed her, her um, poured the oil on Jesus' feet, the spiked out and, and Judas got upset about it you know and, and it seemed as if he cared about the poor, but because he himself used to help himself from From the funds that was collected for the ministry, he was doing a little bit of stealing on the side. And so to see that it was money that that he allowed to overcome him shows that these were the things that within himself he was indulging in and not allowing the Holy Spirit to gain the victory over these sins that at the end easily beset him.
2: And 30, you're right, because in most of the cases when you get Judas, is mentioned, is mentioned with the money. And it goes back to John chapter 13, verse 29, He said, But well, some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, which is dealing with the money, that Jesus said unto him, By those things which we have need of again, mm-hmm. the, against the feast, for that he should give something to the poor. Mm-hmm. And that, at that instant, they were thinking that when Judas left, he went to give something for the poor, to buy something for the poor, to help for the needy, or help for the ministry, mm. or help them. But no, Judas went to betray Jesus. Mm. And one text say Jesus Jesus was Satan um, Judas was tempted by Satan. And you can be and you cannot be tempted unless you are tempted or drawn away by your own loss of the Yeah. And so he this is versus lust. This lust was money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This God his God was money. And he he didn't he, he, he worship his God at the end. And to the death, actually. Um, So let's look at question number three. Does the Bible speak of predestination? So does the Bible speak of predestination? Um, Let us go to Romans eight, verses twenty-eight
3: and twenty-nine. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called, are the called according to His purpose, for whom He did for for. For no, mm-hmm. he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren.
0: Now, here's the thing, and, and I think a lot of persons um okay, let's 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 go also into thirty. Read thirty into that too.
3: Moreover, whom he did predestinate them he also called, whom he called them, he also justified, and whom he justified them he also glorified.
0: I, I think that's a very important key to this text, because here it shows where the pretext, and I think, but Brother when you mentioned in the last program, uh, when you talked about those whom God had called, these were the ones who made who made ready, a willing, obedient heart to follow God no matter what would happen. And and, and, and this because when you go back to John 3, you find that God so loved the world that he died, that whosoever, and the whosoever covers the entire world. But here we find that those who are called are, uh, are those also who are justified. And then those who are also justified, and whom he had justified, here are these that also glorified. So here we find that there's a step. We find that to be predestined, to be called a son and daughter of God, there must be actions taken on the party. Because the clarion call goes to the entire world. But then Jesus says, whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life free. So we find that it's an individual choice to be called. Or to take up the call. And I made mention last program about a telephone call. If you want to talk to a boyfriend, girlfriend, a husband, and wife over the phone and we call and we are hoping at some point that they answer so we can have a conversation, a dialogue. But what happens when the phone just keeps ringing and keep ringing and keep ringing? You're thinking something is wrong. Or why isn't this person picking up? Here's the same thing that Christ is doing He is calling everyone. To repentance, he's calling us to follow him but you know what happens some of us we don't want to pick up the call because <laughs> it's cost too much we have to give him too much so we think and so choices and the things that um, make up these choices bear sway but he but he is calling everybody to follow and to, and and to to take up the challenge he's calling us all my friends and so, if, if we say that, oh, some will be chosen, some will be lost, no. He's calling everybody. However, he has allowed you to make that individual choice where you will pick up the phone and say, hello, God. Or will you just say, look at the, you look at the what, you, what you call a call ID? Be like, uh, I don't think I want to pick that up. <laughs> so, but it, it, it relates, it goes right back into choice as we seen with lucifer he made a choice as we seen with judas he made choices so we and we are not exempted we all will have to make choices to follow our savior
4: I, I agree with that completely uh so well that i i want to add to that too there's a key word i see there you know just stand out to me so wide so broad you know in, in uh in verse 29
0: uh-huh i think i see says, it for whom he did
4: foreknow, right? And when we look at that term, it, it would mean him knowing someone before they, even, before they were even born. Mm-hmm. And it brings my mind back to uh, Jeremiah chapter one. In Jeremiah chapter one and verse five, God mentions to Jeremiah, says, before I formed you in the belly, mm-hmm. I knew you." Mm-hmm. You know, God is saying, before I created you, I, I, I had you destined to be formed into the image of my Son. Right. And that that is a that is a that is a privilege that is given to each and every one of us. You know, and and I would have to agree again with um, the verse that the uh began not with in James one fourteen, but it tells us that. Well, I read Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, right? Neither tempted he any man, for every man attempted when he's gone, he is gone, he doing nothing. Like, you know, when sin into this world, the only thing God has been trying to do with humanity is to save us. He's been trying to save us, but because of our sinful nature, we've just been running running, 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 and we think we could run from God. Ain't nothing to say from God. And because God know exactly what we would do, He said, I'm still gonna save them. Remember your favorite text? Romans uh, 5, 8. Why will we get sinners? Christ died for us. So, it doesn't matter how long we be running, you know, and, and I just think about my life. Uh, we've been running for so long, you know, and God so put me put my back up against the wall and I had no place to look I couldn't look to the left to the right to the back front up down in Only one direction I could have looked and I had to look in face. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even something I could see with my eyes. I just had to look in faith to the words that was already spoken to me
5: mm-hmm.
4: You know the words that were already spoken is that I want to save you John 2 16, for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes. Whosoever. Whosoever believes is the invitation given that you can be saved. I don't want to jump the gun because I know that's something down in, in in the same title. Uh we're gonna get there.
0: <laughs> yeah, next question actually. Um I, I right. the your, your verse in Romans eight twenty-nine, it says he also did predestinate. To be conformed to the image of his son. And so, here, here is the crux of the matter. It's not just predestined to save, but those who will make the choice to be transformed or that will be conformed to the image of the son. That means we will have to put away sin. I, I think there's a quote from Spurgeon that says, if we first want to marry Christ, we have to be divorced to sin. And, and this... Uh, you know I, I, and, and this is the thing. Th- th- this is what meets the individual. Do we give up our sins? Do we give up idolatry? Do we give up fornication? Do we give up drug use? Um, do we give up you know um, lies and all these other things? Do we give these up to follow Christ, to live a life of truth and purity and holiness and righteousness and right doing? This is what God calls us to. But at the same time, we have to, each man, each boy, each girl, each woman, have to count the cost of following Christ. As we saw the life of Paul, he was a persecutor of Christ's church, but yet he became, um, he, he became a champion into the truth of Christianity. And he says that he was not, in, in Acts 22, he says, not only am I willing to be bound, but I'm willing to, be, to die for the cause of Christ. This is the decision we all have to make. And so question number four, we'll, we will explore some more. It says, how many does God want to save? How many does God want to save? Let's look at um, 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, united 9th 1 through 4. And then we're gonna to go to 2 Peter 3, 9.
3: Death was about to hit that on the bazaar. <laughs> Is waiting to to talk about that. I exhort, I exhort, therefore, that first all supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and Honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Saviour, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Second Peter 3:9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to usward, not willing that any should perish
0: but that all should come to repentance. <laughs> oh, my mouth watering. Um, that, let, me, let me ask a question. Does, the, that, does that exclude Pope Francis? No. no. Because remember, if, Pope, if, 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 the, if the man of sin, uh, according to scripture, also has the title of son of perdition, which we know relates to the person whom betrayed uh, Jesus, which we know that to be Judas Iscariot, also has that same title of the man of sin then if if christ was trying to plead for the case of judas to save judas life should there be any prayers to save the current pope oh
4: yeah
0: yes yes because he says he's not willing that any any it didn't says any except it says any Yep. So, so that includes uh, um, Pope Francis, Mario Borgoglio.
4: Right. Because the Bible tells us that um, we are not up against flesh and blood. No. God is, is trying to save humanity. Yes. We know that, uh, uh, I think it's Matthew, right? Ma- I know it's in the book of Matthew. Matthew tells us that hell was made for the devil and his angels. They are, are already judged. Matthew 20, already 25
0: 41.
4: Twenty-five forty-one. okay. Mm-hmm. Satan and his angels have already been judged and destined yes. for hell because that's what made for. Yes. That's what made for. But this this plan of redemption is to save humanity. Right. And it's to save all who that's is right. still alive. Right. Who is still alive. Right. So there's no one exempted from this plan of salvation. Christ decided to do
0: it all. Right. Because here the ending part of Second Peter 3 9 says Um, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So the prayer in which should be prayed for men in such positions, um, like as was Judas, that they repent from their actions and and that they may seek truth and sell it not. This is, this, and, you know, I've I've heard a person say, oh, you shouldn't pray for the popes. Like, what, what kind of nonsense is that? That's not biblical at all. And we've just verified why it's not biblical at all. We are told to do that we are to pray for our enemies, pray for those that despitefully use you, says scripture. So to say otherwise is to go against what Jesus has given us. And, like, I, lo- and I love what you said, Brother Hebron. You, you said that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, right? but against not spiritual good. wickedness in high places. So th- this has nothing to do with us, with a war against any human being. We war against Evil, wherever we find it, and, 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 and we know that Satan is the, is the originator of all evil, lies, and heresies. We know it's Satan, and so we got to pin okay, the tail but, on the donkey, you know.
4: Right, right, you know. But, but listen, I, I want to share this, I want to share this with, with, with everyone. You know, I don't think many people know this, but do you know that it is a sin to seize? praying for someone. Wow. Did you know that?
0: I mean, I know you should pray, but to say sin, no.
4: Let, 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 let me show you evidence from scripture. Go to 1st Samuel 12, 23. 1st Samuel 12, 1st First
0: Samuel twelve twenty 1st Samuel twelve
4: twenty-three. First Samuel mm. 12,
3: 23. Right. 1st right. Samuel 12, 23. Says,
4: All right. Go ahead. Moreover, Re- as,
3: more, more as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord. And, wow. In ceasing to pray <laughs> for you. But <laughs> I do yeah,
4: yeah. the good and the right way.
2: Wow.
0: Uh,
4: okay. So you see that? Yeah. You know, it's very sharp. I don't think many people have seen this text before.
1: No,
0: this it is to a me.
4: sin in ceasing to pray for you. For anyone it is a sin when you don't keep someone in prayer because wow. you want them to be saved it is a sin wow. you know the text just prove it it is a sin and for those who can boastfully say ah uh, you know don't pray for the pope or don't pray for this person because he's a devil you know don't pray for you know such and such a person you know what's been t- taking place here in us or you know don't pray for them they're the devil you know they call a prophet yeah you
0: know people
3: see, don't pray for them but they're the same people Christ want to save just as much as you yes yes as, yeah. much as you yeah because if he if he could save um um hearted um stubborn not... he navigator and he could save he could
0: save he could save the drunkard he could save if if, if he could if he could save
3: king manasseh save king yeah he wanna save. He wanna save all. He ain't say no matter what Justin is. He say he wanna save all. He 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 ain't like the the Pharisees and the scribes who out there accuse you of every little wrong you do. He wanna save
0: you? Now, now, now. Let's set this. Let's set. Let's set this in the right framework. We are not. Right. We're not talking about praying for the Pope and his agendas. That is squarely against scripture. We're talking about praying for his soul that he, might, that he may see the light of the truth of warring against the God of heaven and repent of the evil in which he is doing and turn from his evil ways and set himself doing the right works. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about joining hands in some ecumen, ecumenical stance. We're talking about Seeing evil where it is, calling sin by its name, and saying, "Look, my friend, turn from your evil ways, lest you perish." So this, and, and the thing is, we we have the we have the example With Jonah and Nineveh. You know, he was told to yeah. go and tell Nineveh that God will destroy the wicked city. But Jonah didn't pray for his people. He was pe- praying for them. <laughs> we talking about P R E Y. You understand? He was praying on them because he, was, he set up his little cushion on the mount waiting to see fireworks go off. But the people in town, they were repenting of their sin uh, from the king from the top to the bottom. So th- this is what our prayer, um, and I'm, I'm very thankful for this text in, in um, 1 Samuel 12, 23. and it And it puts it in its right scope because God is willing, as he said in his word, that any should perish, 2 Peter 3, 9, that all come. Repentance and that including um, the Pope, the papacy, and those in those leadership positions. Um, What about Cain? I think there was a question asked about Cain. We had a question uh, asking about Cain. Uh, Well, we saw Cain made a decision. (laughs) Um, They both were told to bring an offering that would be accepted of God. And we find, and and how we knew is because when Abel went back to his brother to say, Well, but you knew better. What did he do? He didn't reform, repent and turn and brought an offering which God would have been pleased with. He slew his brother and then turn around and say, am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> he made a bold yeah. decision to slay an innocent man.
4: Yeah.
0: So he you know, didn't, I, I he didn't to eat. In. Go ahead.
4: Oh. Yeah, you need
0: to finish that door. No, I, what I'm saying is that he wasn't chosen to be lost. He wasn't destined to be lost. He made a decision to be lost when he was given the opportunity to do what was right.
4: Right. You know, I wanted to add in, you know, if it was someone, if we look at the entire Bible, right, if it was someone who would be just like the devil, it would be Paul. Let me tell you why. I have never heard anyone inside of the Bible said that I am the chief of sinners. You know, Paul was the only one that could say that, right? Paul, and this is why he can minister and then relate to what the man of sin would do in the last days. Hmm. Because it was something Paul was doing himself. Paul was persecuting Christ's people. And Christ had to reveal himself to him. Why thou persecutest me?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, Paul had, Paul understood correctly the character of the man of sin. Mm-hmm. And so Paul understand the mercy of God just when, when Jesus could, you know, choose him now to be a preacher of the Gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mercy! Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. P- Paul understand it correctly, he understands it fully.
3: I think about the, the, the invitation that God gave us from his word in Matthew chapter 22 verse 1 to 14 where he is calling He's giving an invitation to everyone, and not everyone made the choice to come unto Him mm-hmm. to this, this 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 wedding, and that's what Jesus is saying to us. He, he is calling everyone, but at the end of the day, He said that we as 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 His children are uh, to make a choice whom we can serve. As for me and my house, we can serve the Lord or we can choose God or choose mom And I'm thinking about being saved, being saved is, is not an easy road, but it's a worthful road. It's a, it's, a, it's a rewarding road. A rewarding road, not here on earth, but, but for what He has promised us. It's something to look forward to, especially how we are in this pandemic. We are uncertain of what's going to happen tomorrow. We are uncertain of 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 what's going to happen the next moment. But we know for sure and for certain that Jesus promises that He would give us eternal life if we choose Him and to follow Him.
0: Amen. And before we go to our fifth question for the day, we are going into our health tip break. So let us engage. Your health.
1: Hello everyone. Today our topic is exercise. Get your body in motion. Yes, we are encouraging you to get your body in motion, get moving and keep moving. Today we continue our discussion of the eight laws of health or the eight natural doctors known as New Start. So E is for exercise. Here's a letter that I received from Dr. Exercise, and it says, I am perhaps one of the least liked doctors because I make you sweat and maybe a little achy or painful every now and then. But guess what? Without me, your health suffers. Your body was made for me. God has made you with bones, joints, and muscles to move. You need me. You need to be active and exercise. Now I'm going to examine you to see whether you are fit and getting enough exercise. Do you participate in activities like walking, jogging, swimming or playing sports at least four times a week for at least half an hour or 30 minutes? Do you drink enough water to keep you hydrated before, during and after exercise? Do you exercise in the morning as opposed to just before bedtime? If you are standing, are you able to easily bend over and touch your toes? Are you able to even see your toes? Are you able to walk up a flight of stairs without feeling like you're about to pass out? Do you get up in the morning and have the feeling like someone just be too dead bad? Are you always feeling tired and exhausted? Are you able to concentrate and focus to accomplish your tasks really well, are you mentally sharp and alert? Do you feel energetic and full of life every day? If your answer is no to most of these questions, then you need a good dose of me, regular exercise and physical activity. Furthermore, if you don't get enough of me, you will not be able to walk up a flight of stairs without huffing and puffing. Your immune system will not fight off diseases as easily. More than likely, you will be overweight or even obese. You will often feel tired and have little energy. You will not be able to perform well at work or even at school. Your spiritual life may also suffer because I help you to think more clearly and be more receptive to the Holy Spirit. Here are some things I can also help you to do. I can help you to think, feel and look better. And who doesn't want that? I can help you to sleep better. I can help you to achieve and maintain a healthy weight. I can also help you to decrease the chances of developing diseases like high blood pressure, type two diabetes and heart disease. I am so important. I help you in every aspect of your life. So please be physically active every day, sit less and move more. Remember, we were made to move. Exercise at least four days every week for at least 30 minutes so that you can experience optimal health. But before you begin really vigorous exercise, check with your doctor to ensure that it's okay to do so. Find a variety of activities you enjoy doing. Make it a part of your lifestyle. Make it fun and exciting. Make it a family event. Get the whole family involved. I assure you, you will not regret it. So that was the end of the letter from doctor exercise. And I want to encourage you to become active and stay active. May you allow yourself to be transformed by the power of the Trinity as you seek to win your spiritual, physical, emotional, social and mental health.
0: Welcome back to Engage 2.0. I am Brother Edie and we are discussing predestination. And we just came from a very, very interesting question, question number four, and it's going to segue us into question number five that asks the question, what is the key to predestination? Let us look at First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22.
4: For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive.
0: It said It is the family which is predestined rather than individuals adam's family is predestined to die christ's family is predestined to live two ways are marked out in romans 5 18. adam's offense brought death whereas the free gift of christ's righteousness justifies and gives life all right so let's let us read romans 5 verse 18.
4: therefore as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification.
0: Let's read in time for up to first 20. Actually go to 21.
4: All right, 19 for us by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound that as sin had reigned unto death even so my grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life by jesus christ our lord
0: i love that because it, it tells us here the um the whole plan of salvation It's because of adam's offense um the human race was made so weak till we are at the beckon mercy and call of satan and and there and there's no no way for us to to not um render him obedience hence why when you look at Job um, God says that have you considered my servant because now we find that because of the promise that was given in uh, Genesis three fifteen, there's a way for us to pull away from Satan's persuasions Satan's temptations and it's only through the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ and and here now we can we can shift, as it were, the curse, the family curse. Because as we, as we just stated, um, the family is predestined to die. But through Christ, the family of God is predestined to live. And so it's the it's the choice of the individual to say, I want to break the family curse. And uh, even when it comes to diet, it's the same thing. You know, um, we have diabetes and hypertension and all these other di- type of diseases that plague in societies because. You know, it's a, it's a, a generational um, dietary habit. But when you find that individuals uh, want to break that cycle, you find that there's health and life and longevity. Uh, i not saying that you're not going to die because you're vegetarian or you have a better diet or a more plant-based diet. But you, you may have um, stopped a lot of things that could come about if you eat predominantly a meat-based diet. And you break that cycle of that family curse. Um, in the same way, in the spiritual realm, that Amen. we find that um, when you keep God's laws and you keep His commandments, you put yourself on the path of life. But when you are disobedient, uh, when you are not willing to do God's will, then death is your sure um, um, lot. And so, this is why predestination really. Hinges upon the individual and not so much God, because He, he is is for you. He says, "Christ before you, who could be against you?" Against the you. answer, Amen. you.
2: <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I But I want to go back to a text that you read earlier, and I'm going because it highlights. It says something there that I want to highlight, and it goes right back to Romans chapter eight, verse thirty. And it says, More over whom did he designate He also called and." Whom he called, then he also justified, and whom he justified, then he also glorified. So, he calls you out. Okay, he calls you up, but guess what? It doesn't stay there. You go further down, um, it says something rather, very interesting. It says here, verse 35, verse, Romans chapter 8, who shall separate from the love of Christ? Who shall tribulations, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness or crowds, or so and also on it says in verse 38, of Romans chapter 8, it goes on and says, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So guess what? We have to be persuaded. Mm-hmm. And then, when we are persuaded and are converted, we are predestinated because our decision and our search, our choice, make us predestinated for salvation.
0: You know what I love. You know what I love about that is verse eight of Romans five, and it tells us, "But God commanded His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ we yet died sinners. for us." So it tells us Amen. then that God here. His, pre, his predestination for humanity is to be saved because while we were yet exactly. living in a state of sin animosity against God's law and government he died for us which means he put everything on the table he put everything on the table he stands to lose he stands to lose because at the end of the day the lot falls on us whether we are going to say yes. you know what I love you Lord I'm going to follow you or you know what I, I, just, I want to live in my, my cesspool of sin and that's the only decision we make, really. We make a decision to follow Christ or we make a decision to follow Satan. Um, and I think Sister Monica mentioned the text, um, and um, well, the quotes from the text, Joshua um, 24, 15, that tells us that we have to choose whom Amen. we want to serve. Are we Amen. going to serve the God who promises lies and, and, and promises things that, you know, like Judas was, um, was given all of his, 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 his um, toys here and then at the end he, he killed himself or are we gonna are we gonna follow the God of heaven whom not only is gonna give us eternal life but we can have um, um, some joys of that eternal bliss here now
2: amen that's why it's so important to say open when God says he stands at the door and not we should let him in hey, let him come and suffer with us because when he's suffering with us he's given us eternal life and what rule one life who want not have that life with our Lord Savior you know I want to go back to one more word. It says here, this is God saying for us. It says, verse well, 31 of Romans 8, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Mm-hmm. God is for us. It's up to us to accept the call. That's why he say... That's why I said it earlier in text. I love it so much. I couldn't. I can't even get my mind off it. I said, more over whom he, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. If God called us and he calls us, we need to be persuaded.
5: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once we
2: are persuaded, we are converted. And if we are converted, we are predestinated to salvation. Mm-hmm. Nothing can take us away from salvation because God already predestinated us by offering, offering, it, offering, it, offering, it, offering it to us. And all we have to do is answer the call. So
0: it's a free it's answer a free it. it's a free ticket to heaven. All we gotta do it's is claim it. <laughs> claim it. Show it for the this flight. There.
2: <laughs> like I said, when he's talking about the the Pope, if the Pope, like Paul, repent and answer the call, he's predestinated to be saved.
0: Amen. Amen. Uh, Number six, how does a person become a member of the family of God? And we were talking about it earlier. Let's look at um, John 1 verse 12.
3: But as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Go to verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of Man,
0: but of God. But of God. So it tells us then there is no there's not gonna be any bloodline, as it were. No. You're not gonna be Mm. saved because you're a child of Abraham. Mm. You're gonna be saved because you are you you are one with Christ according to the promise that was given that he will come of the seed or lineage of Abraham, and the promise is of Christ not Isaac. He came through the line of Isaac, but the promise is the Messiah, Christ Jesus, who died for us. And, and I, I, I just love that because persons think that, okay, because I'm, I'm a child of Abraham, I'm predestined to be saved. No, my friends, because the children of Abraham, so they claim, crucified their Messiah. And put him on the cross. Because Paul tells us one is not a Jew who is a Jew outwardly but it's a Jew, inwardly, circumcision, not of the flesh, but of the heart, to follow the precepts of God. That's who is a Jew. And my friends, he, like, like you read what the comment, he has called us all to follow. We all, and, and, and even though as a nation, um, God doesn't see the theocracy of Judaism, but he can save the individual Jew. Whom will choose to follow Christ as I have to follow Christ. Because in the family of God, Paul says there's neither Jew nor Greek, male, nor female. You understand? So we are all we are all we are all one with Christ when we take up to be a part of his family and says, Lord, I want to be a part of your family. Help me to be an uh, obedient child of God. And when he hears our plea and our cries and we surrender ourselves unto him, then he says, you will be mine and I will be your God.
2: Amen. He
3: said, I like how he put it in the Bible where he said that he is not the God of the Jews, not the Gentiles, not not the white, not the black, but he is the God of all.
0: Amen. And
3: we see him in this, where well, the controversy around the world. We hear people say, um I I, I ain't going after that that white God. I ain't going after that black God. But he's only one God.
2: Right.
3: <laughs> he's not black nor white. She's the God of all. Amen. He created he created all.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: that he don't pick, choose and refuse. Like we men try to pictures and reviews. And I'm so thank him for that because I'm I'm i of a different colour from somebody else. Right. But God wanna save that same person just like me, just as much as he wanna save save that person. And that is so that's just the beauty of, of God. He is he is not like man. He, he is he is above man. He, he is above his creation. amen um, and he doesn't see us and judge us like one so that's the beauty of god of him trying to save all of us amen all of us who are born each other.
2: amen i i want to add one text in there and it's a little different it's from acts chapter 6 verse 7 and i'm going to say it again acts chapter 6 verse 7 and the word of god increases and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and the great company of priests were obedient to the faith. You see the two words that are standing out there? Remember, the, the people who are family of God, what? They are those who what? Let the word of God increase. That's what multiply the family of God. That's when you become a family of God, when the word of God increases. The other part of was when you're obedient to the faith, those are people that are family of God, who are obedient to God's word. Mm-hmm. And to the faith. And he didn't say it by accident, no. He said to the faith. You said faith because you have to believe. Mm-hmm. To be obedient.
0: Yes. Yeah. hmm You gotta
2: yeah. be obedient unless you believe, you
0: know.
2: No. You gotta believe that word, and once you believe that word, you will be obedient by
0: faith. Um Galatians three Galatians three fourteen says this that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So it tells us that it's through the promise of Jesus Christ uh, that we become saved, that we are um, allotted to be called sons and daughters of God. And this this is where and how we know that we are children of God. Says in verse 7, Galatians 3, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So it, it tells us that there's no bloodline connection here. It's only through faith in believing in Jesus Christ, whom God sent through the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This our Messiah, this Jesus Christ whom it was foretold that he will be the Lamb of God to take away our sins. Once we believe on him, He will make us <laughs> fit us to be children of the Most High. John chapter
3: three verse one to twenty one speaks about baptism. That's John three one the 21 but I will start here at 3 Jesus answered and said unto him Verily Verily I say unto thee except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God Nicodemus said unto him How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered Verily Verily I say unto thee except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit also have to be baptized and baptized with God Holy Spirit
2: Amen. To
3: because the child of Christ to, to, to be saved
0: you know the thing um, we dealt with the new birth in episode 7 I'm gonna leave a link in the description to that uh, because we went into depth into that and I saw we haven't exhausted the topic but um, just enough so we can understand um, what does it mean to be born again and to be baptized. But it, it, it tells us that the prerequisites for entering into the kingdom of God or to be in sons and daughters of God is first dying to self and this oh. world and raising again into newness of life in Christ and being commanded by the Spirit to follow those things that will bring fruit um, or to bring merit to the fact that Christ is Lord and Savior of our lives. And, you know, it, like, like we stated over and repeatedly, it's an open invitation. And all are, um, all are invited to come to this marriage supper of the Lamb. All are, are, are told to come and be partakers into what Christ had done for us on the cross of Calvary and what he's doing for us now in the Most Holies. All are told to repent. All are told to come and drink. All are told to look upon him whom uh, we have crucified. All. And once again, it goes right back to the individual. And God is not going to force us to love him. He's not going to do that. He didn't force Lucifer to love him. He didn't force Cain to love him. He didn't force Judas to love him. Over and repeatedly, the invitation is, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, why are you trying to kill me? If you, are, if you are Abraham, see, all these things Christ keep, why are you trying to, why are you doing something when you're saying something with your lips? You know, the scripture says that you, with your lips, you, you, you make profession, but your heart, your mind is far from me. You know? One, I, I just have one text in there before I pull off
2: of this scripture, and that's um, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. And, um, I don't think out, i because I say it again, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. It says, for ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So you are children of God, but you have faith in Jesus Christ. So um, this is the key. You have to believe that Jesus Christ has come, died, and rise. You have to believe that in yes. order to be children
0: of
2: God. Yes.
0: Right there. So let's ask the question now. Since we're already going towards that topic, what are Christians predestined to be? What are Christians predestined? We talked about, uh, we were talking about it a little while ago, being sons and daughters of of God. This is what he's called us uh, into. He's called us to partake into his family. And you know, (laughs) to think about sinful me, and I'm speaking for myself, sinful me being a part of the family of God in heaven, you know amongst angels you know god has has called me you know and and i think about when i think about me saying that i'm thinking about my life what i used to be you know and the things that i used to do but he is he has trusted me with his truth and he is trusting that i will continue to lean upon him that i i will be saved and this invitation spans both the entire world um let us look at ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 and verse 5 as we answer the question what is, what are christians predestined to be
3: in whom as in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of his who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will verse 5 Having predestinated us unto the adoption of his children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will.
0: So, I mean, it tells us right there that he wants to adopt us. Oh, that's so sweet. It made me want to cry. He, uh, he wants to adopt us into his family and we can be called his children. And I mean, I can't even add to that. <laughs> that's, just so, that's just so amazing. That... When you look at, compare that text with Romans 5 and verse 8, you find, you know, (laughs) it doesn't go because you find that persons who are warring with God and His law and persons who are living a life of sin and and carnality, He wants us to be a part of that. He died for us. Remember, He commended his, His love toward us, that He died for us while we were yet sinning. And he wants us, according to um, Ephesians one five, to be adopted into his his family, to be called his children. I mean, do we really think? Stop and think on these words, because it's. I mean, when we have problems in families, it's easy for us to get upset and to kick people out and to treat them bad and to mistreat them, and you know a abort a unwanted babies or however ha, or however have you but here Christ wants to take all of that. And he says I, I want you to be a part of my family. And I, I think that text goes back to Jeremiah. While you're in your mother's womb I've called you. You understand? He's called each of us to a high and holy purpose. But what happens? Because Satan has studied my friends some of our I should say all of our families from out I mean years and centuries, eons, you understand? He has studied our family's history. You know, some of us have a tendency to, to become alcoholics, drunkards, drug dealers, you know, fornicators, you name it, the list is long. And he puts things into the past that we could stumble and, and be caught up in these vices, that we don't answer to the high and holy purpose which God has for our lives. But here, God doesn't call us to failure. God is calling us to be a part of His family. There's no failure in that. He's calling us to be one with He and His Father. There's no failure in that. The failure comes when we choose not to take up the invitation and to follow Him. And I think at the end of the day, the decision lies with you and I. Are we going to join into that heavenly band? Or are we going to say, nah, you know... I, I'm not good enough. He knows you're not good enough. Romans 5, 8 tells us that. But Romans 5, 8 also tells us that he loves you. That's why he died for you. And I don't think any of us should pass up that invitation. Let us go to our last and final question. Who can be saved? Who can be saved? I think we've been quoting it all night. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That who... Soever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life let's also read second peter 1 10 and 11.
3: therefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling an election sure for if ye do these things ye shall never fall amen for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. You,
4: you could throw uh, Romans 10 13 in
0: there too. Romans 10 13.
3: For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved.
4: Amen. Amen.
0: Um, Acts 2 21 picks up the same sentiment. It says, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be not might be shall be saved. Joel um, chapter two verse thirty two says Joel two thirty-two and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord had said and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call so it tells us that (laughs) as we've been stating here all day (laughs) it's an open invitation an invitation that we cannot say we're not good enough or I'm going to wait till I'm perfect God says while you were a sinner in fact let let me read that text Let me read that text again. Romans Romans 5, 8. One of my favorite texts. If uh, if you haven't known by now, now you know. And I'm going to read it from um, the Logos version. It says, But God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It it tells us how much God loves us, my friends. He took, he took, he (laughs) took, He took upon him separation from his father. He took our place upon the cross for us that we do not miss out on what he is inviting us to. And he says, If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. When I hear those words, it's like a parent to a child, come, I want you, let's go, we're gonna go. It's like where I'm going, I want you to be. You understand? he, amen, he amen. doesn't want us to miss out on this 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 invitation of a lifetime i mean amen. like i said like an opportunity of a lifetime he doesn't want us to miss it my friends and if we miss it amen. we only have ourselves to look in the mirror amen. and say why did i miss out on such an opportunity to be with my lord and savior um Edie, i got one for you
2: uh, john chapter 10 verse 9 11. i like to quote this text a lot too say, "I am, a, I am the door by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastures the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy i am come that they might have life and that they might have have it more abundantly mm-hmm. i am the good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep mm-hmm. then you go to another one for chapter 28 verse 18 for chapter 28 verse 18 whoso walketh uprightly shall be Save. But he that is for voice in his way shall fall at once. Mm. Then you go to Isaiah chapter 45 verse 22. Look unto me and be he saved all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. Amen. Look unto our Lord and our Savior. And you know, one of my favorite too is um Mark chapter 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized mm. shall be saved.
0: Amen. Amen. In conclusion, eternal life is dependent upon your decision. What will you do with Christ? In one of the parables, Jesus said, Many are called, but few are chosen. Matthew 22 14. All who receive the invitation to the wedding were predestined to eat of the feast but they chose not to come so the king sent invitations everywhere asking all to come when they decided to come they were given a wedding garment one man at the feast refused the wedding garment and was cast out the wedding garment which fits us for an entrance into the wedding feast in Christ's kingdom is Christ's righteousness. When you choose Christ, you are choosing life. My friends, we thank you for listening in and we hope that you hear the call of Christ telling you, Come, come, enter thou into the joy of your Lord. He wants to save you, but it's you who have to want. To be saved brother dion can you close us with a word of prayer sister monica your song
4: let's pray father in heaven lord we are so grateful for the study lord that has been a great blessing to our ears and but we pray that it was a blessing to hear us oh god that are out there in the world father those oh god that you know whose heart or you've been knocking on because you're willing to enter in we just pray, Father, that they would hear the voice of Jesus and follow. God, we just want to pray for those who are struggling, Lord. You call each and every one of us to this great salvation that you desire for us to be in your kingdom. Lord, we know that there are many that are slipping up and falling down, but Lord, please pick them up. We ask, of God, that they would cry out, Lord, save me. Just as Peter was sinking deep inside of the ocean, he raised his hand and said, Lord save, Father, there's someone out there that needs to be saved. And your, your hand is outreach to them. And they please let you come in? So there, Father, we ask that you would bless, continue to bless this ministry. Bless each of uh, participants in this, in this study. Lord, that we have truly experienced you again. That we have been blessed with the salvation of Jesus. We thank you for your love. And all you've done for us, we pray.
5: We have heard a joyful sound. Jesus says, Jesus said, Spread the gladness all around. Jesus said. Walked it on the rolling tide. Jesus said, Jesus said, Felt to sin as far and wide. Jesus says, Jesus said, Sing ye islands off the sea. Echo back ye oceans gain. Earth shall keep us. His death and endless life. Jesus said, Jesus says, Sing it softly through the thorn. When the heart for mercy's case. Sing in triumphs all the dawn. Jesus saved, Jesus says, save. Give the wings of mighty. Jesus says, Jesus says, let the nations now rejoice, Jesus says, Jesus says, so salvation
0: Thank you for joining us here at Engage 2.0. We are complete with this series, and join us for our next series as we go in the life and teaching of Jesus. And that's gonna be very interesting, so stay tuned for that. And also for those who want to catch up on our past episodes, you can go onto our YouTube channel, type in Heart2Heart242, there you'll find all of our content. Once again, it's Heart2Heart242, click on the bell icon and subscribe so you don't miss any more of our uploads also if you want to send us your thoughts comments or questions you can email us at heart2heartministries242 at gmail.com once again that's heart number two heart ministries 242 at gmail.com we thank you for listening in and we pray that if this message warmed your heart please share it um, we want the whole world to know that Jesus is Loves them. For myself, for Edie, and for the panel, we say, Maranatha.